iPhones, SpaceX, eSIM, and Cogent. September 8th, 2022. There was a lot of news yesterday from Apple, T-Mobile, Cogent, and Cabletown. Here's an attempt at some quick takes. iPhone promotions. U.S. operator promotions are generally equivalent to last year, offering up to $1,000 for trade-ins. AT&T remains the most aggressive, Verizon the least. Verizon reduced its switcher credit to 200 from 500. Update, Verizon is effectively offering up to $1,200 for new subs and $800 for existing. That's down from $1,500 and $1,000 last year. We predict it will adjust these offers by the end of the month, if not week. Verizon added a new rate plan that includes the Apple One bundle of services. We don't think this moves the needle. With no major change in promotions and a consumer struggling with inflation, it's odd that U.S. operators are expecting a year-over-year increase in upgrade rates in the second half of the year. These promotions could increase if cable with bundle service discounts or DISH with low-priced rate plans are increasingly successful. Operators would sooner give you more cash for your trade-in than cut price to match cable or DISH offers. Increased iPhone pricing in some international markets also creates an additional headwind to the replacement cycle of iPhones. eSIM only. Apple removed SIM cards from the U.S. models of iPhones. Forcing eSIM only reduces friction to switch and opens up new consumer-facing enterprise and private network business models. This is a positive for new entrants and developers on open platforms like Dish, Amazon. T-Mobile and Verizon appear to be selling phones with unlocked eSIMs. AT&T's eSIM is still locked during the device installment plan period. We predict that will change by year-end. First Band 70 device. Dish's Band 70 spectrum was added to all models of the new iPhones. As a reminder, Dish owns other spectrum already in legacy iPhone models. We thought Band 70 had zero chance of being included in the iPhone this year. Typically, Samsung is first to add new spectrum bands to its devices. Band 70 wasn't even included in the Motorola Edge Plus model Dish offered at launch. This is a big win for the Dish ecosystem and should enable it to at least attempt to ramp its subscriber base. It will also be helpful to attract developers to the open platform being developed by Dish and Amazon. Satellite connectivity. As expected, Apple added satellite connectivity to the iPhone. Its functionality is more limited than we thought as an emergencies-only service. This is different than what others like Link, AST Space Mobile, and Starlink aspire to achieve. The day before Apple's announcement, SpaceX petitioned the FCC challenging Apple's satellite partner GlobalStar's exclusive spectrum use. As you may recall, SpaceX and T-Mobile announced plans to try and offer satellite connectivity using SpaceX's Starlink's constellation. We previously outlined our skepticism of that announcement. We also find it odd that T-Mobile is aligning itself with a company targeting Apple, its larger and more important partner. As a reminder, Iridium is working with an unnamed partner to enable satellite connectivity to consumer phones. That would require the implementation of Iridium Spectrum into these devices. It's reasonable to assume it's an Android partner. Legato Spectrum could also play a role in future attempts at enabling a satellite to phone service offering. Its spectrum is deeper than Iridium and GlobalSAR, which typically results in faster speeds and greater capacity. T-Mobile pays Cogent to take its wireline business. The Sprint wireline business has a long-storied history. More recently, its revenue has been contracting, and it's operating at an EBITDA loss. In order to sell this business, T-Mobile agreed to shift $700 million of its transit payments to Cogent. That should provide an additional tailwind to T-Mobile's EBITDA. 
This deal increases Cogent's risk profile, which should increase the dividend yield at which investors value this company. A higher dividend yield means a lower stock price. Cogent's corporate business used to offer predictable growth that drove a high confidence in its dividend growth and therefore a low dividend yield. COVID had a dramatic impact on Cogent's corporate business, and there is no indication it will ever return to prior predictability. We view this acquisition as an acknowledgement by Cogent that corporate is not returning to historical performance in the near and intermediate terms. It sounds cliche, but it's typical that companies revert to M&A when they run out of answers for growth. Cogent faces execution risk of realizing synergies, aka firing people. Yes, Cogent has done this before, but the multiple that investors pay for synergy-based growth versus sustainable, predictable, organic growth should be less. In addition, the company indicated on its call that dividend growth would likely slow. Charter is focused on the long term. Investors are rightly focused on the September investor conferences. One area of interest is whether cable operators can grow their broadband subscriber base. Charter CFO Jessica Fisher kicked things off yesterday at B of A. However, when asked mildly about near-term trends, she reverted to talking about the long term. In fact, the term long term was used 18 times during the presentation. At least there was some acknowledgement that there are new fixed wireless subscribers that Charter expects to win back over the long term. While AT&T's update on wireless subscriber trends in Q3 remained positive, quote, overall industry postpaid phone volumes remain healthy and AT&T has continued to see solid demand with continued low postpaid phone churn, end quote. Thanks for listening.